Hello. Welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. Wow. So finally, I've uh, got some stuff to talk about other than my pathetic training or my very zigzaggy training. Um, yeah. So this weekend, for the first time in about seven months, I made it out of San Antonio and traveled up to Pace Bend uh, Park, um, which is outside of Austin, Texas. Uh, it's uh, Spicewood, Texas, to be uh, exact. And um, it's run by Travis County, not like anyone cares. But anyway, there's a lake uh, that abuts the property. And so we were, that's kind of like the landing ground for where uh, where we were. And I volunteered at this race and I have not volunteered or done much of anything in quite a while. So it felt really good to be back and um, just hanging out and seeing some people I know and making some new friends. And um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a great experience. And so I'm starting to feel like I'm getting back into that, that groove a little bit. I mean, you know, we did have to wear face coverings and we did our best to do social distancing and, and that sort of thing. Although I'm going to admit that I hugged my friend PJ Isekiere when I saw him early Saturday morning, um, I could not help it. This guy, he's like my youngest brother. I don't even have brothers, but I've got a couple of younger brothers that, you know, are friends. And then he's like my littlest brother and just love him. And yeah, it was just so good to see him. And I saw Hannah who I volunteered with a few times and, uh, you know, made some new friends. So it was just really, really cool. And of course, to see you know, Chris McWaters, who's the race director and um, the eternally chipper, you know, chill, chilled out guy that he is. Um, yeah, so it was just, it was really fun. Um, so yeah, I got there probably like a little after six on Friday. And um, the way that they're doing the race, the races, um, they've got like four different types of races, but this one was, um, I don't know what they're calling it. I don't know if it's phase two or style two. I think that's what it is. Um, where basically you pick a window of time and they had like 15 people per hour and you kind of take off at your leisure, you know, within your, you know, time window. And, you know, so it was kind of an interesting concept. I was, a, I was a little worried about it because I kept thinking, Oh God, this is going to be really weird but it really wasn't that bad. It really felt pretty cool. And they also spaced the race out over three days. So they had racers on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so, you know, everybody was social distanced and, you know, was not, you know, the, the usual throng that you're accustomed to seeing, but it was really nice. And uh, yeah, so we, we had a runner who was um, doing the 10 K um, and I didn't see her take off, but uh she had taken off, I guess, after I, or before I got there. And then, um, you know, we figured she'd probably be, you know, in within an hour or so. And, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> then it, as it turns out, we find out that she's, she took the wrong turn. There's a couple of turns that you can get yourself messed up on. The, the course is split into a 5k, 10k loop, and then a half marathon, marathon loop. And she got onto the... <laughs> half marathon loop. <laughs> Problem was she didn't have any water. She didn't have a headlamp. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> it was kind of bad. Um, but her sister was there, uh, along with, um, the woman's daughter. And, um, so, so that was kind of fun, you know, well, it wasn't fun. It was kind of weird, but 
um, you know, we were offering up snacks to them and, you know, entertaining her nine-year-old daughter, who was just a blast. Um, super talkative, kind of reminded me of myself at that age. Um, you know, just unafraid to ask for things, you know, like she had a bagel at one point. <laughs> she was hungry, you know, and she wanted a Snickers bar. So we, we happened to have that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just really fun. It was kind of, that's what I love about trail racing is you get to know people and, and things like that. So, um, so as it turned out with, with this, um, the runner got in touch with her sister and was trying to describe her surroundings. And so at, I don't know. It was just as it was starting to get dark and Chris and Hannah took off in the truck to go look for her. And we finally, they were finally able to locate her. It took a little while, but, um, but we had a couple landmarks and so they, they were able to bring her in. And what was really cool was the, the runner decided, you know, even though she was doing the 10 K, she was like, okay, I'm just going to stay on this course and, and finish out the half marathon, you know, which is 13 miles. It's like twice that you know, distance that you were planning on. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, so she came in, it was probably about quarter to nine, something like that. And uh, yeah, so, um, and oh yeah, also before that, um, I'm sitting there with a, a new volunteer or a guy that was new to me, Tim, and uh, Tim Warren, I think is his last name. And um, so I'm, I'm sitting there just chatting him up and we're just, you know, hanging out, not really doing a lot. And all of a sudden this, this, shirtless guy with a bandana on his head comes running in. I'm just kind of like, okay, this isn't one of our runners. Who is this guy? And turns out he was like a volunteer, but he, <laughs> he decided to um, take a little 5k run that turned it in, also turned into a half marathon and said he was getting attacked by horse flies and uh, was incredibly colorful. His name's Matt. Um, just a complete character and uh, a good talker and, um, yeah. So he was entertaining to be around and, and he ended up volunteering all three days. So, uh, that was kind of cool. So after they got the runner back and she went on her way back to San Antonio, which I thought was interesting. Um, we all just sort of hung around, uh, you know, chatted for a while and, you know, it was good to catch up with, with people and PJ was on his way up from the Valley. And, uh, yeah, so we just, you know, sat and talked about, life and, you know, how things are during COVID and, um, just, you know, general anxiety about, you know, life and things like that. And I did get a huge compliment from Chris, which really made my day. He's like, I really like your podcast. You know, and I'm like, Oh my God, thank you. You know, it's like, I hardly think that any, you know, not that many people listen to this thing. I guess like I'm finding that people do listen to this. And so that really makes me happy. Um, because, you know, I'm not doing this for, you know, myself, although I guess I am to a point, but it was just sort of this lark <laughs> that I had this idea like, gee, I really want to do this. And uh, yeah. And so look where I am. So anyway, so that was kind of cool. And then, so we, we kind of knocked off about, I don't know, 1030 on Friday night. And we all, most of us slept in our vehicles. And I have to say, thank God it was cool. It was like in the 60s that night and I had my hatch open for a while. I, you know, I have a Forester and so um, usually I have a hard time sleeping in that in my car but I brought a yoga mat that's kind of padded and then I have my sleeping bag and my pillow and managed to stretch out and 
fell asleep, but I, I did end up shutting the, the hatchback because I started getting all these irrational fears about snakes and things like that getting in my car. I know I'm so stupid, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, so I did get some sleep. I mean, it was, you know, I kept fitfully waking up and things like that and finally gave up at 4.30 and just got myself up because we needed to kind of hit it by 5 a.m. and uh, which we all did and I have to say getting dressed in my car or in the back of my car well and there were no showers okay and so I tend to be sort of a clean freak um I know it's really stupid as a trail runner because it's like what do you you know who cares but uh, if I'm gonna be around a bunch of people all day you know I don't want to be stinky <laughs> so I, I had to do the wet wipe you know power shower, if you will. And, uh, yeah, that was not a lot of fun, but that was okay. Yeah. And got myself dressed and, you know, out the door. Oh yeah. And then we also had to bring all of our own food because, uh, because of COVID there was no food truck there, which is, which was sort of a change and not a particularly welcome one because the, when the food truck is there, we usually get like warm meals or, you know, you get like, you know, I love the, uh, the veggie burger that, um, Hey Diddle Diddle catering, um, makes, and I always make, make a point of at least getting one of those during my volunteer time. And then, you know, they'll have like breakfast tacos and things like that. But unfortunately I just had my cooler with me and I had, you know, some Topo Chico's, of course, um, I had a, these canned, uh, coffee drinks that I brought with me. And yeah, so I had one of those and then I later had some yogurt with mangoes in it. And, um, some granola or something, which did not hold me very well, but yeah, so that was, that was a little challenging to plan for. Um, and I found myself getting kind of hungry, but you know, whatever, you're, you're fine. And also with this one, we, there were no aid stations to speak of. I mean, they had a water station, um, at, at, you know, one point, but there was no food for people. So, I mean, we had some gels that we threw out and some salt tabs, but Outside of that, there really was nothing. There was nothing in, in terms of food, and so that was sort of an interesting um, part of things. And you know, pretty much if you were running, you had to bring your own stuff. And so you know, nobody really complained or anything. So, I mean, that was the thing. Nobody really cared. You know, they were they were fine. You know, but anyway, um, what was I going to say? Um, so yeah, so I ended up working the packet pickup. Um, which sounds so exciting, but it, it was fine. I mean, we, we, Marie, um, another, um, volunteer showed up Friday or Saturday morning and she's from Austin and she is a, she's a cello player or a cellist. And I've never met one of those before. So it was kind of interesting. And then one of her friends showed up, who's also a fellow cellist. So, and they're both standing there. I'm like, wow, I have never met two people who played the cello and here I am with two of them. Yeah. You know? It was kind of interesting. Uh, she was super cool. And um, yeah, so we had a little system worked out where we, you know, just kind of, you know, one person would work the, the computer and I was doing chips, you know, the little ankle chips. And, um, you know, we'd have to wear our, our I, I had a, a Tejas Trails neck gaiter or a buff that I wore around my neck and then I would pull up over my face when people were around. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, we, we tried our best to adhere to, you know, regulations. Um, and, uh, yeah, so people were starting to show up and then there's this woman who, who came by, she was supposed to be in the 6am wave and she was doing the marathon and 
she kind of appeared to be, you know, in a, a master's runner and she was really flustered because she had gotten lost on her way in and was just sort of stressing. And I just felt so bad for her. I was just, oh. And so I kind of made a point of, you know, keeping an eye out for her. And um, yeah, so anyway, um, it was it was really cool. And then later on in the day, um, or, you know, late morning, I ended up uh, working the uh, finish line, which I've never really done before. And this was a little different too, because we had to ask people to take their chips off and throw them in a uh, yellow or a plastic hamper. And because um, normally the volunteers will take the, the chip off of people, but we, you know, have to keep our distance. And then we had set up a table with um, their medals on them, as well as bottles of water, and, um, you know, which was under a canopy, which was really handy because even though we got on front last week, it definitely went away on Saturday and it got really hot. Um, it was probably like in the nineties and, um, you know, this, it was full sun. So it was kind of, <laughs> I was kind of feeling for the runners too, because, um, it just, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of a challenging day. I mean, fortunately there's a lot of, um, what do you want to call it? Like tree cover, you know, um, inside the, the trails. So, I mean, that, that helps, but you know, still it's hot, <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I met some really interesting people, you know, at the finish line. I mean, there's this one guy, he came in, he sort of looked like, um, Oh God, who's the tennis player. Oh my God. Now I feel like an idiot. I can't think of his name, but anyway, he's got that kind of longish hair and, you know, handsome, and, you know, dark hair. Um, I can't, and uh, Andre Agassi, that's it. Yeah. So anyway, this guy came flying in. We had watched him go out and he looked pretty strong, you know, and he came in and he, he's like, I DNF'd. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, I got it. I got lost a little bit. And so I've, you know, got the wrong mileage. And so, you know, I'm, I, it's my fault, you know, and he was like beating himself up. I'm just like, well, you know, you, you got the 10 K in, so, you know, you should take your medal. And he's like, no, I can't. And so I was like, all right. Um, yeah, I was, <laughs> and, um, and then there's this one guy, um, you know, you find yourself, you know, cause for the 10 K people had to do and the, and the marathon, you had to do two loops, um, of whatever your distance was. And, um, so it was fun to watch people come in from their first loop and then, you know, either stagger around for a while or just you know, turn around and head right back out. Um, there was this one guy who did the 10 K and he, you know, I mean, he, he kind of, you know, endeared himself to us, uh, early on, you know, just, he just seemed like a really interesting person. And then when he came in, um, I'm standing at the, the finish line with, um, Cece, who is also a volunteer. She's a um, American sign language interpreter and, um, she's incredibly loud and friendly. Oh my God. Um, kind of a mat you know, in female form. <laughs> but anyway, um, this guy told us that he had quadruple bypass surgery in December and didn't have any symptoms or anything. But I, I think, as I recall, the story was that he had it in his family and um, decided to just kind of go in as a preemptive strike and just see, you know, how things are looking. And he ended up having to have that surgery. And he said that, you know, people told him he, he you know, wouldn't be able to, you know, do anything or, you know, run, you know, run a 10 K. And so of course he proved them wrong and he did pretty well. And so, you know, that kind of stuff was inspiring or there's cancer survivors, you know, there's just people who come in and, you know, they just, they're all so grateful. I mean, sometimes people were, you know, complaining about the heat, but then they're like, you know what, it was a great day out there. And it, it, it was, you know, this, you know, I think people are, 
at least from my experience, people seem to be having more of a reverence um, or enjoyment of what they were going through or doing, you know, because we haven't been able to do this for so long. And I think um, that was really fun to see. And um, my my starting line lady who had gotten lost, uh, she came in from her half marathon, you know, her first loop and she went right back out. And I'm, I was just kind of cheering her on internally because I, I was just like, yes, I like this, you know. <laughs> So, and then there are these six girls or six women, I should say, called the Trail Sisters, and they're from San Angelo. And um, some of them were doing the half, some were doing the marathon, and one of them was doing uh, the virtual Boston Marathon, of all places to do that. Um, and um, yeah, one woman, I think, was finishing her first marathon, which was really cool. And then her friends... What, what they did is they brought these ribbons with them. And so they, they had her, you know, break the tape, so to speak, you know, as she came in from her first marathon, it was, that kind of stuff is really exciting to see. And, um, and then the, the woman who did the Boston marathon virtual, they had a yellow and blue, you know, the Boston marathon colors. Um, and they had, uh, that set up. And so she broke through that tape, but she was not feeling too good. She was pretty heat stricken and just feeling pretty lousy and, you know, not hungry, feeling nauseous. And I'm like, oh man, I totally get this. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, as, as their front, you know, teammates came in, it was really fun getting to know them. And I think I conned them into, I shouldn't say conned, but talked them into coming to wild hair in November because they're a lot like me in terms of what they like to run on. And it's more flat than it is this technical stuff. And, um, so, yeah, so they may be coming out for that. It was, but they were really cool. It was really fun to make some friends, you know, with them. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know. It was, uh, it was just really interesting. And then, oh, and the little kids, oh, they had a kid's run. I swear to God, I love the kid's run. There was one guy and he was super fast. He did the 10 K. And I mean, when he ran out, I mean, he looked like he was sprinting and, but even when he came back for his each loop, he just would sprint. I mean, I think that's just how the guy runs, you know, it's, he's incredibly fast and he had three kids and, um, or three of his five kids, as I recall. Um, and <laughs> they're so cute. They, um, you know, the, he ran out first with his uh, oldest daughter. I, I can't remember how old she was, probably about seven. And, um, they ran out and back and, you know, you could, and then watching the other, the, you know, the second uh, daughter, you know, she went out and back with him. And then the youngest son, he came out. <laughs> he was so cute. I think he was free as he told me. Um, and uh, yeah. And, but they all were really good runners and uh, it was so cute. They, they let me put the medal on them. You know, they bow their neck and, um, and I gave them an option, you know, for a, uh, we have a little Tejas trails, um, uh, tchotchkes, if you will, you know, little balls. And, uh, you can, the, we had these ones that were really cool that you bounce and then they light up inside. And, uh, so of course all the kids wanted those, you know, and I mean, really, why not? And, uh, yeah, so that was really fun. And, uh, you know, just watching all the, the little kids come in and little kids running is so fun to me because they just, they they don't think about it like we do. <laughs> So, and, uh, yeah, so it got to be around, I don't know, two, three o'clock. Well, no, it was probably like two ish. And, um, I was waiting for 
you know, my marathon lady to come in. Cause I just, I don't know. I just wanted to, to watch her come in. Cause I, you know, had a good feeling about her, but I was kind of worried cause it was taking a while. Um, although, you know, honestly, having been on that course for a half marathon before it takes a while. Um, but yeah, there, it was, she finally came in and, um, and of course she's tired and everything, but of course I'm sitting there chatting her up and I found out her name is, uh, Nicole Barrett and, um, she's 55 and she was talking about her first hundred miler. And, you know, we just got talking about a lot of different things. And I think it, after a while it was just kind of like, okay, I need to go just be, and you know, of course I always forget about that. Sometimes people just don't, you know, and I'm the same way. It's like, after I run a race, I don't want to talk. Yeah, but she was at least obliging me, <laughs> but I did get her information. I think I'm going to make her part of the, um, master's, uh, edition here very shortly. I told her I'd give her a call this week and, uh, see if we can set something up. Um, yeah, so that was, that was really cool. And, uh, I got to take a, a little spin around the 5k course just because I was kind of sleep deprived and tired, <laughs> just not really feeling it. But, um, but yeah, all in all, it was just a, a really, really cool experience. And, um, I don't know, I, I, I can't say it was normal, but it, it felt, I don't know, it was better than I expected it to be. And, um, you know, again, it was fun making new friends and a lot of us are going to be volunteering at the festival, uh, next weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend after, um, which is also up outside of uh, Spicewood, which is outside of Boston, um, Austin, Austin, Boston, geez. Um, but yeah, so, so there's that. And, um, you know, drove home exhausted, but happy and excited to be, you know, doing, um, something that I've missed for so long. And it, it just felt really, really good to see my friends again and make new ones. And yeah. So anyway, um, well, as for my running last week, it really kind of fell off the rails again. Um, I don't know. I'm still, I, I'm still debating on my, my future here. Um, I'm my, my, what do you want to call it? The 50 K that I'm supposed to do on the 24th, I'm still debating if I want to do it virtually. I did see that um, Trail Racing Over Texas has opened up something called Mission Tejas, um, which is at a state park outside. Uh, it's kind of like north of Huntsville, but before you get to Tyler. And it looks like those <laughs> it looks like the woods that I like to run in. It's not technical. It does have some hills, um, but it's you know reasonably flat, kind of like Huntsville, you know. And and so I'm contemplating doing that one, although it would be five. 10k loops. I don't know. I have to kind of think about that, but there'd be a, uh, a, an aid station with actual food at it, um, at the finish, you know, start finish. And so that's kind of tempting because providing my own nutrition and stuff sometimes can be challenging. So I'm kind of excited. Um, so I'm debating on doing that. Plus I have a ton of race credit for trot. So, um, I may do that. And if I don't, I'll just, you know, slug it out here and, you know, figure it out. So, uh, then I have my first race on Saturday, um, you know, like a real race, not a virtual race. And that is the Texas two-way torture test, which is, um, outside of, uh, Blanco before you get to Johnson city and, um, sits on this hilltop. And as I've mentioned last week, I have gotten lost twice at this stupid race. <laughs> and last year I got lost getting to the starting line, which is incredibly embarrassing. So this year I'm leaving extra early and I'm going to get there and I'm going to do just 10 miles by God. 
and not 11, you know? <laughs> so I think I've got this one figured out, but I'm very excited about that. And uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see, you know, the running is just sort of up and down. And I mean, regarding the 50 K, I mean, I may just have to, I mean, even though I respect the distance, I just may have to gut it out and just see what I can do. Um, you know, sometimes if I, you know, if I know I've got a, a reason or a purpose for doing something, I can actually do it. It's just, I think sometimes the training feels so mindless that, you know, and again, doing it mainly by yourself, you're just kind of like, Ugh, God, I don't know about this anymore. So I don't know. We will see. I just, uh, I want to do it and it's not like I don't, but I just, you know, I hope my body can handle it without you know, putting myself into some sort of, you know, injury situation. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I kind of, I even made little notes <laughs> on this, on this episode, because I, I had a lot to talk about. And so I kind of ripped through that pretty quickly. Um, so I think that's all I've got for now. And I will see you next time.